Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. The waterfront is one of those terms that's apt to change because based on where you are, uh, it could be a case of it lapping up against, well, the studio door here imminently. We're on the water. And right across the harbor, we've got the islands, and there's a, a fear that they might be submerged as they were during the floods of 2017, so that's being monitored closely. On the line by Mark Stein, international best-selling author and host of The Mark Stein Show. Mark, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I'm doing great, John. I'm not <laughs> underwater, and that's always... Uh, my finances are underwater, but that's, that's nothing to do with climate change. Well, you know, I mean, it's ironic, but don't you come from a town called Waterville? <laughs> no, I... I don't come from a town called Waterville. I don't. Uh, I don't. I. I. I live on the water, but uh, I. I try not to have it in the living room. That's generally my advice. <laughs> All right. Well, when, you... the, when the water's inside, I think water belongs outside. You know, it's there's there's too much of this monkeying with the net. Mayor Bloomberg, when he had a similar problem in New York City. Uh, he's the guy who uh, could regulate the amount of water in a supersized Coca-Cola from a fast food outlet, but he couldn't regulate the amount of water in the New York subway. And I think that's actually the matter to prioritize when you are in municipal government. Well, I know in your old haunts around Montreal, there's been some serious flooding, as it has been up here in Muskoka, Bracebridge, Huntsville, and the like. Uh, there was even a, a viral video shot of a woman who was kayaking in her own home. I don't know if you saw that the other day. That was in Quebec, in Saint-Marc. Uh, when the uh, dam gave way, I guess the dike, Lake of Two Mountains, came rushing into their community and uh, washed a lot of things away. Well, uh, well, that that's a different situation, because there isn't, in the whole of the province of Quebec, there isn't actually a, a natural body of water, because Hydro-Quebec were allowed by the Quebec government to reroute rivers, reroute lakes. Uh, Hudson's Bay, if you look at old maps, Hudson's Bay actually is no longer in the position it was once in when the Dominion of Canada was founded in 1867. Uh, over a uh, the Saint-Jean-Baptiste weekend uh, 20 years back, uh, Hydro-Quebec actually moved it to another location more convenient for them. So they've now redirected every single lake... <laughs> A river stream. If your uh, kid gets a bit antsy and goes off to take a leak in the woods, Hydro Quebec come and redirect that. Uh, <laughs> Twenty minutes. They do it. They do it with everything. So there's no. So they, in a sense, this is what happens. The only building that never gets flooded in the province of Quebec is the Hydro Quebec uh, office tower, where, as you may recall, during the 1998 uh, ice storm, Lucien Bouchard. <laughs> actually slept on the couch in the Hydro-Quebec <laughs> office because it was the only place where they had the lights on. Right down there on René Levesque Boulevard. That's right. Okay, that's right. formerly known right. as... Uh, and that's why they have to build the statues of René Levesque taller than he was in real life, because he's only like <laughs> four foot eleven in real life. But if you built a four foot eleven statue of René Levesque, it would be underwater. <laughs> it would these days for sure. But you know, here's a serious component to this because uh, 
all of these floods that are happening here in Muskoka, as well as in Quebec, uh, and wherever else water is to be found, uh, it's being conflated for uh, a caused by global warming and therefore the need for a carbon tax. Justin Trudeau staking out as much uh, of an argument on the weekend when he was sandbagging somewhere in Quebec where a local right. volunteer told him to hive off because he was in the way. Yeah. No, I don't know why. He, I don't know why he's sandbagging. If he'd just take back uh, all those uh, adult diapers sitting at the dock in the Philippines uh, that the Philippine president is threatening war over, you could use those instead of sandbagging. Because if you actually try going ashore at the dock in Manila, you can't get past those things. That's all you need. If you if you if he takes back the Canadian adult diapers, they will they will they can sandbag twenty four Sussex Drive and keep him. Prime Minister uh, until the middle of the century. Well, you know, it's interesting. We've been doing a three-part series on recycling and uh, recycling is a losing business these days. Our city's losing like $8 million a year in recycling. So I guess the convenient thing, the Chinese won't take most of our crap anymore. So we're dumping it in places like the Philippines. Uh, right, exactly. Well, everyone knows, you know, Reese, I had this in my small town in New Hampshire. Uh, a few years back, uh, the, the people we used to recycle with, you know that on Sunday morning, everyone in my little town goes to the town dump and they separate all the plastic bottles, the HDPD2 and the <laughs> DP3 and the RU12 and all of them. They separate them all and we all stand there tossing them into the separate, uh, into the separate dumpsters. And then uh, they uh, were taken away to be recycled. And then the recycling company said, yeah, your business isn't worth it. So we're canceling the contract. We still continued recycling. And then it all got, uh, when we'd all gone away and engaged in the civic, communal, religious ritual of separating out our plastic bottles, they then all threw it in the back of the same old dump truck, uh, drove it 20 miles up the road and shoved it in a landfill. <laughs> it's, a, it's a religious, it's a, in, in, the, in the collapse of uh, religion in the post-Christian Western world, recycling uh, the civic ritual of recycling is the equivalent of communion these days. Well, it seems to be. I mean, it's less than effective from what we're learning because uh, a lot of this stuff is contaminated to begin with and what have you. Yeah. Mark Stein with us, uh, international best-selling author and host of The Mark Stein Show. Oh, by the way, uh, this you might be impressed by. Earlier today, we had what might be deemed a yellow vest protest of sorts. Dump trucks uh, were clogging the highway, coming out of Brampton, straight out of Brampton. It's almost an album. Uh, <laughs> and, and they were plugging it's the not a good album, but, it, <laughs> no. but it's an album. <laughs> well, I've got to ask because, you know, the, the interesting thing is they were, they were uh, protesting against the hike in insurance rates. And I'm just thinking that this is indicative of the little guy being pushed too far now. And maybe it is akin to what the Yellow Vests in France started. But uh, after a while, I just wonder if this sort of is counterproductive. How do you read it? Because, I mean, a lot of people were ticked off that they were being uh, delayed in their commute into work and what have you. Uh, but still in all, does it get the message across? Well, you know, where where this this is like a strike of buggy whip manufacturers in 1908 because the issue for for truck drivers right now and and I take the point that you know they they're people who they find it difficult to get credentialed by the province even though uh, they've taken uh, they passed the tests and all the rest of it uh, a lot of their claims are valid but the fact is we're going to be in a world within a decade we're going to be in a world of self driving trucks 
And the question for me, the, the question of interest for most people is whether they're going to be just, uh, you know, freelance self-driving trucks or whether they're going to be unionized self-driving trucks that are embedded with all the attitudes of the uh, of the existing regime. So so that there'll be actual self-driving trucks with no drivers in them coming down from Brampton and blocking traffic. I mean, that's the that there's something almost quaint about this because that's one of the huge em- remaining employers for men, truck driving, uh, in North America and in Europe, and it's going to be gone in a decade. And this, it, it, it astonishes me that this should be their priority. It's World News Day, and it's being hosted by uh, Brian Stelter from CNN. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, should, you should ask the President of the United States how he feels about that. Well, I, I do know a bit about World News Day because it's this Canadian Journalism Foundation. Correct. And again, it's, again, it's like the truck drivers. It's uh, a last-century attitude. This is a guild mentality by a guild that's been destroyed. Most people get their news now from two institutions that are not journalists, that don't really employ journalists, uh, that in fact determine news by entering technical algorithms. All the things that the Canadian Journalism Foundation values are utterly irrelevant to Facebook and Google. So the, the question for news is that the main purveyor of news to the entire planet now is a couple of guys... Uh, neither of whom is anything approximating uh, what the Canadian Journalism Foundation would have recognized as an editor or a journalist or a publisher 20 years ago. So again, uh, the world has moved on and you can and, and journalists are great. We you know, I've seen I went to one of these wingdings in uh, Ottawa. Everybody gives each other prizes back and forth. The thing goes on for hours. We all have a couple of extra bottles of wine, stagger, <laughs> stagger out of uh, the National Arts Centre. We feel great. And it's utterly irrelevant to the destruction of this business, of the newspaper business. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. World News Day. Well, the interesting thing is the uh, Canadian Journalism Foundation, it says here, would like to thank the generosity of sponsors, the Globe and Mail, Google News Initiative, and Facebook <laughs> Journalism Project. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, exactly. I, well, and... Hey. Weren't these uh, Google and Facebook, they're also uh, known to uh, tweak the news on occasion, aren't they? Yeah, that, that, well, that's, that's the point. They decide what the news is. And here's the thing. I mean, basically, Facebook and Google are in uh, cahoots with government. I mean, people say, oh, can you believe this? Google's entered into an arrangement with China to block the Chinese people from seeing this, that, and the other. Uh, and everyone thinks that's amazing. No, when they base it, Facebook and Google are basically a cartel a duopoly who are going to be uh, a duopoly of news supplies to the entire planet, and they're doing deals with governments, whether it's China, Saudi Arabia, Belgium, uh, or Canada, as to what the people in those societies will be permitted to see. And to have a World News Day sponsored by Facebook is parodic and absurd, even by the standards of the Canadian Journalism Foundation. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the luminaries who will be speaking. Uh, Craig Silverman, a media... Uh, that, that's not it. If that's the luminary, that, that's the limbo dancing of luminaries. <laughs> no. well, if, he can, if he can qualify as a luminary, he's, he's the world champion limbo dancer of luminary. They say media editor with BuzzFeed News on the spread of misinformation. Right. Uh, weren't these the people who released that 
that fake dossier that I guess uh, turned into the Mueller inquiry and so on and so forth. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I mean, this is irony writ large, but uh, what are you going to do, Mark? I mean, uh... well, I'm annoyed now that my. <laughs> I'm annoyed that I wasn't <laughs> invited. Uh, that, that's that's how it. I think we should actually have the 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 uh, the, the Commonwealth. God bless it. Uh, in fact, Hugh Siegel, a great Canadian senator, was on it. Used to have a, a a group of eminent persons called the Eminent Persons Group, and I think I think. <laughs> As as uh, Her Majesty's great Commonwealth family did, that uh, the uh, the world news thing should actually call. They should actually say it's just Canadian luminaries day, <laughs> and and, uh, and and then uh, these guys could all meet up. It should be. They should be like if it makes journalists feel better as their industry collapses. Uh, then give them a World Luminaries group and let them hold meetings. Okay, uh, so we'll just note your absence. You will not be in attendance. No, right. I'm I'm the last non-luminary in town. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, well, uh, from one non-luminary to another, thanks for uh, giving us some time this afternoon. We'll always, talk. <laughs> always a pleasure, Joe. All right, keep your head above water. Uh, Mark Stein, international best-selling author, host of The Mark Stein Show. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.